I'm Bernie Crane. I'm John Crane. You're listening to the Jazz Session with Jason Crane, our dad. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. This is episode 419 for Wednesday, July 10th? Yeah, 10th, 2013. My guest today is Maria Cristina. My initial plan was just to have the one new episode during the campaign, which was number 418, which featured Jeffrey Kieser. However, it turns out that I hosted a radio show here in Auburn for a while, uh, Auburn, Alabama, where I now live, and on that show, I had a couple of jazz musicians as guests, and one of those interviews was recorded, and that's the one you're going to hear today. I've also got another brand new interview in the can, very similar to the Jeffrey Kieser situation, where I recorded it quite a while ago, and then the album just took a long time to come out, so I never had a chance to put the interview out during the previous life of the show. The album has since come out. So in addition to Maria Cristina's interview, there will be another interview in two weeks, the final week of the campaign with another musician. And actually next week there'll be an interview. It, it pains me even to say this out loud, but next week there's going to be an interview with me. The re- I know there's already been one of those on the show. The reason is that last year when I was on tour, uh, some guys from a regional NPR affiliate did an interview with me uh, when I was on my tour of the U S and Canada. And that has never really been heard except on a, some radio stations. Uh, except on some radio stations. Like, that's nothing, right? But anyway, it's never really been heard in its entirety, and I have the audio, and people have suggested that I put it out. So <laughs> I'm going to do that. So this week, uh, last week, Jeffrey Keezer, this week, Maria Christina, next week, me, and then uh, the final week, uh, another musician. And I'll just leave it out there as a teaser. At thejazzsession.com, you will find links to the Kickstarter campaign. What is this Kickstarter campaign of which I speak? It is an attempt to raise $6,000 by July 31st. If we do that, then we make 12 more episodes of the show, one per month, expanded episodes with additional content, an in-depth interview, plus more reviews, uh, possibly discussions on a particular topic with other guests, etc., etc., but expanded from the old format. There'll still be an in-depth interview as the centerpiece, but there'll be even more content, one a month for a year, if we make this six grand. Already, in the first week of the campaign, we've made 34% of the money, which is fantastic, uh, $2,200 and change. So please go to thejazzsession.com. You'll see all the links there. There's a video of Sonny Rollins endorsing the campaign. There's a video of many other musicians endorsing the campaign. There's a highlight reel that my friend Patrick made of 10 shows in nine minutes. So if you need a little refresher on the jazz session, or if you want to pass that along to someone who doesn't know about the show, or if this is your first time listening to the show, you can hear the kinds of things that I do in that little concise spot. Thejazzsession.com. Everything's right there. As soon as you go to the page, it's right on the top. All the videos are there, the links to the Kickstarter. Of course, there's uh, there are gifts. There are pledge levels for every budget. There are gifts for every pledge level, including anything $10 and above. You immediately get an MP3 from Jeffrey Keezer's new album, and there's all kinds of other cool stuff. 
a baseball signed by all 12 guests in the new episodes and you can attend an interview at some levels and etc. So anyway, all that is there at Please support the Kickstarter. You know, and I'm just throwing this out there. I have what I think is one of those typical Kickstarter fantasies, you know, that you hear about sometimes where the person says, let's raise six grand and they raise 60 grand. And then all of a sudden the whole world changes and, you know, it would be amazing. Like that would be a life changing thing for me. So if you wanted to give me 60 grand, that would be awesome. If you and 10 of your friends want to give me six grand each, that would be great. Uh, if you've been wondering where exactly you could donate an enormous sum of money, how about me? Or if you just want to tell everybody you've ever met to kick in a little bit of money, which is how crowdfunding really works, we can at least raise that six grand. And with any luck, we can do some more beyond that. Okay. So that's that. A uh, couple notes about today's show. I'm going to take a drink of this iced tea. Normally, I don't do this on the air. <sighs> mm. Iced tea. Uh, a couple notes about today's show. Today's show was recorded on the radio. And there's a few things you should know about it. First, the audio fidelity of most of it is not quite what you're used to on the jazz session. It's just recorded off a radio broadcast. Uh, it is not the... And it's recorded in a kind of low-tech way off a radio broadcast. So it, it's just not what you're used to. You're going to hear some distorting at some times and things like that. I apologize. I can't do anything about them now. And there was nothing I could do about them while the show was on. So we're just going to have to deal with it. Sometimes that's going to affect the music. There are some places where I'll be able to swap out the music for clean audio files. And where I can do that, I will. But, you know, there's places where the music fades in and out under the voices. And I just I can't do anything about that. So I apologize. Uh, wherever I can put a clean audio file in of music, I will. And believe me, this album is all about sound and beautiful sound. And it was well recorded. And Maria's voice is gorgeous. And she's an adventurous singer and writer. And you're going to want to hear the thing the way it's intended to be heard. So you'll find a link in the show notes to buy your own copy of this record. And I encourage you to do that because, it, first of all, it's great. And second of all, it deserves that kind of attention and listening. So... That's that about the show. Uh, it's a little shorter than the average jazz session, except for this eight-hour intro that I'm recording. Um, but it's a little shorter because it was uh, just a half-hour segment on the radio. My show was an hour long, and I had two half-hour segments, you know, a guest in each half-hour. So a little shorter than you used to. And you'll probably hear me say her name more than you'd hear in a normal jazz session. I don't mean like when I'm talking to her, but I mean saying my guest today is so-and-so. Because on the radio, you have to do that. Right, because people could just turn in at any point, tune in at any point, and they want to know pretty quickly what it is that they're listening to and who this the people are talking. On a podcast, I think it would be odd behavior to download a podcast and then just start twenty four minutes in or something just to see what it was like. People don't normally do that, so you know it says her name on the show and you know who it is. But you might hear me say her this is Maria Christina a lot more than you'd be used to. So that's that, okay? It's a cool interview, I think. Uh it's great record you know, regardless of me, uh, it's a fabulous record. So I'm excited to bring this to you. So remember jazzsession.com support the Kickstarter. So there can be more of these next week. Uh, a never before heard interview with me the f week after that, a never before heard interview with, <gasps> I almost said it, but I didn't a, some artist and all kinds of cool stuff to come if we raise the money. Okay, great. Thanks. Here's some music from Maria Christina's album and then the interview. There's a window with a view 
Every time I'd walk by, I'd stop there for a while. I'd watch the seasons come and go, and stare at the changing moon in the night. And every time it's parted evenly in two, I think of a certain window with a certain view. As some of you may know, before I moved to Auburn in October, I spent the last five years hosting a show called The Jazz Session. And the point of that show was to talk to musicians at every level of their career, at every age group, in every subgenre of the jazz world, and just try to document what was actually happening now in the jazz world in, for the most part, the United States, although there were people from other countries on as well. It was a blast. I did it for five years, 417 episodes, I think, and all of those are available at thejazzsession.com. Well, recently, since I started this show again, of course, it's hard for me to move too far away from that world that I spent all that time in, and so I've been, little by little, adding the occasional jazz musician here and there to the Jason Crane Show, which I hope is something that you'll enjoy. And today, we've gone far afield. Not only is it not in Auburn, not only are we not talking about someone here in Alabama, we're not even talking about someone who's currently in the U.S. Uh, in fact, she's joining us live from Berlin, and that is singer Maria Christina. Maria, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. Hi, Jason. Hi. Um, so you have had, so far, a very fascinating life that has resulted in what I think is a, a completely beautiful album called The Timeless in you. Can you just tell folks uh, where you are at the moment and, and what you're doing in Berlin these days? I really know nothing about the jazz scene in Berlin and what it might be like to be a musician living there right now. Right. Um, well, right now, at the moment, I am in my apartment in Kreuzberg, um, which is a really nice neighborhood. And, um, well, I moved to Berlin in October, and um, since then, I, yeah, I was working on the release for the album, which got released on April 5th this year. And, of course, there was a lot of, um, that was very time-consuming, and um, I'm also working at music school as a teacher. Now, you, uh, for f people who are just learning about you right now, you went to school in the United States um, exactly. at the Manhattan School of Music. And mm -hmm. this album, to me, feels very much 
like one that comes out of that scene. And I think in part that's because of what sounds to me like the influence of Theo Bleckman. Now, this is not a jazz-specific show, so I, I can't trust that everyone knows who that is. So can you say just a little bit about um, who Theo is and, and the impact that he's had on your own music? Uh, well, yeah, Theo is a, is a vocalist extraordinaire, in my opinion, and um, probably one of the one of the most amazing artists around at our time now. And, um, yeah, I had, I had the luck and the privilege to study with him at Manhattan School. He's also a teacher, and... Um, yeah, so he influenced my work a great deal. He was the reason why I came to New York in the first place and why I wanted to study there. And um, I was just fascinated by this um, very personal, um, intimate and integral world he's building up for himself whenever whenever he's making music and whenever you watch him perform. Well, I'm glad you described it that way because that seems to me like a very appropriate description for the record uh, that we're about to hear now, for, for people who are listening to this show and for whom jazz singer means, you know, maybe if they know any at all, maybe Ella Fitzgerald or Billie Holiday or somebody like that, this, what they're about to hear is going to sound very, very different. And to me, it's much more informed by the music of your generation than it is mm-hmm. by the music of that past generation, although certainly that, that appears as well. Maybe before we say anything more about the record, uh, we should hear something from it. So I just want to play for folks uh, an excerpt from the title track. This is Maria Christina from her album, The Timeless in You. You're listening to The Jason Crane Show live on Weagle 91.1. That's the title track from 
The Timeless in You, the new album by our guest this morning, Maria Cristina. And if you check the show notes for today's show, you'll find a link to her website. You can find out about that album. Now, Maria, to my ear at least, that contains as much pop music and modern classical music as it does what I think many people would identify as jazz. I mean, part of the problem, I guess, is the fact that labels are so inaccurate in any case. Uh, But can you talk a little bit about what, uh, what, if anything, to you sets this in the world of jazz? What What is it that when we hear this album, what are we supposed to grab onto? What can we What can we listen for that kind of puts this in the world of your background in education? Right. Yeah. Um, for me, it's really the improvised um, element of it, uh, which which is very much uh, connected to jazz. I think that's probably the most um, the most significant aspect of it. And um, a certain a, a certain amount of danger <laughs> as well, I guess. And the personalities of the musicians, I noticed it, especially here when I did my CD release in Vienna and in Berlin, and I had to find a new band to, um, to do the tour with, uh, that the personality of the people really does change the music a great deal. And I think that's the flexibility that um, one has to allow and that is very um very close to jazz or very much rooted in jazz and improvised music you had to find a new band because the one on this record is based in the united states in new york exactly (laughs) so i really i really liked that you use the word danger Uh, i remember interviewing ben allison who's a, a bassist a few years ago and he i think he's defined jazz as music that take takes risks or music that has an element of danger in it can you say more about that, what that means for you as a performer and a composer to have that element of danger in your music? Well, for me, um, this is actually, it's, um, it's a challenge because I'm tending to micromanage. So for me, putting this into, into my material and letting go of the compositions was extremely, extremely hard to do in the beginning. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really it. It's very, um, it's it's just very daring, and it's something I'm I'm actually not feeling comfortable with that much. <laughs> and the more I'm doing it, um, the more I learn about myself and um, learn to let go. So this is actually kind of an all-in-one experience, not only musically but also personally as well. Can you say more about that idea of letting go? What does it actually mean in the process of, of writing a piece of music or of performing it? To, to be able to let go in that sense? What what do you actually have to do when that moment arises, when it's time to let go? Mm, that's a good question. I think it has really a lot to do with trust in the end. You know, you're on stage with, um, with, with beautiful people who who like what, what you're doing and um, whom you're getting along with, if, you know, if, I mean, that's the best situation that can actually happen, and then just to let go and, and see what happens. And, yeah, I think as a composer, that's just a very, um, a very interesting lesson to learn. I think, I, I think really that's it. It's, it's, very, it's very simple, but you have to do it in order to do it. <laughs> Could you choose another song for us to hear from this album and maybe tell us a little something about it before we hear it? Oh, um, well, would you like to hear something rather jazzy or... <laughs> <laughs> you you choose what, however you'd like to however you'd like to represent yourself this morning. Oh boys, um, then uh, let's listen to the typewriter suite because I think it's probably the most uh, jazzy. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is uh, from Maria Christina's album, The Timeless in You. This is called the Typewriter Suite. You're listening to the Jason Crane Show.
That's an excerpt from the Typewriter Suite from the new album, The Timeless in You. It's an album by my guest, Maria Cristina, who's joining us live from Berlin this morning. Here we are now, with all our good and all our flaws, closer than we've ever been, in the shadow of our love. That's a song called Eternally Collapsing. It's on the new album, The Timeless and You, by my guest in the first half of the show today, Maria Cristina, who joins us live from Berlin. You know, Maria, one problem I have with labels is that there's absolutely no reason why a song like that, or many of the other songs on this record, should not be just on the radio right after any other good piece of well-crafted pop music. Which, and I, because I, I mean, I think pop music can be incredibly deep and meaningful, yeah, and it doesn't, it, I mean, I also like throwaway pop music too. But I, for me, the pro- part of the problem with labels is that people hear the label and they might just move away from the music because they think it's something they, they won't understand or they can't understand. And your music feels very much to me like it's just telling the same human story that hopefully all good music tells. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> I hope to keep it as human as possible. I think that's also a trend in general um, in the jazz world right now, and especially, of course, with uh, vocalists who are also composing, um, just to find um, a certain essence and human, human trait in music again, especially if, you're, if you studied at a jazz school for a very long time. Um, uh, there's a lot of intellect involved and um, an approach that doesn't come necessarily from the heart. Um, and I think to to get back to this, I think that's why a lot of a lot of um, musicians these days are really trying to get into that um, to that space again, into that just very natural space, and creating accessible music for people. I think. Can you talk about how, as a songwriter, you leave space for the element of risk or danger? We talked before about your music containing that element. 
But when you're actually, when you're writing a piece of music, how is it that you allow that to happen? Because that's something that happens very much in the moment. How do you create those spaces where it can happen? Um, I think it mostly has to do with in the, what I learned in New York or what I got drawn to more and more is um, an essence. You know, um, so mostly a lot of a lot of my work when I'm composing has to do with editing, <laughs> and just to filter out one idea and work with that idea. And in order to make any idea and any words, as a matter of fact, work, it needs space before and after. Otherwise, you can't you you can't hear it. <laughs> you know, so I think yeah. So do you do you find yourself when you're going back over your compositions taking things out to get down to to some sort of essence or or core absolutely. idea? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And then I turn it around and I I don't know I I do whatever I can to work with to work with that one idea and as much as I can and see you know turn it upside down and inside out and with whatever is possible. And I think I think that's when you get a clear statement. <laughs> I know this is a, a very cliched question that people always ask songwriters, but is there a particular order in terms of the, the words or the melodies in which you find yourself usually writing? Um, actually, there is. A, I mostly start with the lyrics. I mostly start with, um, yeah, mo- yeah, mostly I just write down what, what comes to mind. Or sometimes it's just one phrase, and in the end it, you know, it turns out to be a totally different phrase. But mostly the lyrics are the focus. Um, because I think that the melody will evolve then most uh, very naturally in a way because, you know, you follow the structure of the, of the sentences and of those, and the pronunciation of the words and all that. And so do you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Do you, do do you find that particular stories that you tell suggest, suggest moods or particular combinations of sounds? So if it's a, if it's a song about a about loss or about love or about longing, that it suggests a certain kind of melody, or do you sometimes try to write, you know, so that the melody might counter the words even, or not not necessarily follow the the mood set by the lyric? Right. Um, yeah, I think I think there's there's some sort of a vibe that might you know that might come across when I'm when I'm thinking about loss, or that that will just come out naturally. I probably wouldn't you know. Um, write a song in major if it's really minor and if it's really sad. <laughs> so I think there's, there are certain vibes, but I also am really, I'm experimenting also with sound possibilities and, and, um, you know, I, I'm working on a solo project with loops and electronics. So that gives me a whole other component to work with, um, compositional wise just as much as, as also our performance wise and, Again, the idea of risk is very strong there. So, well, you've really anticipated my next question, which is exactly about that, about the way that you use your voice. You, you not only sing in a, a straightforward manner, but you also do use things like loops and multi-tracking so that your voice appears more than once. And you yeah. take a lot of risks with your voice. Is that something that came out of studying with, with Theo Blechman, who also does things like that? Is that something that's always been part of your repertoire? Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely, of course, Theo had a huge, or has a huge impact on me on that, and, um, yeah, I do know what I now realize, which I didn't, I haven't even thought about it in probably the last 15 years, was that when I was a teenager and also a kid, I would spend a lot of time on my own, and I would sing without noticing, and I, a parent, <laughs> a friend of mine, she just gave me a cassette 
um, that I recorded for her, and it's basically just me singing pop songs, <laughs> which I found um, hilarious, actually, <laughs> the idea <laughs> of giving that to someone as a gift. But um, in any way, so I think on the one side, I just come, this has always been with me, you know, to, to sing on my own and, and to, yeah, to just entertain myself with it. And on the other hand, of course, Theo had a huge impact on me, as much as um, also Meredith Monk's music inspired me a great deal. Um, and uh, minimal composers in general. Yeah. Is there a song you could point to on the Timeless in You that might help folks hear a little bit of what you're talking about in terms of experimenting with your voice? Yeah, there's um, I Remember Now, uh, which is a solo composition of mine. And yeah, it's about Vienna and about the rain. <laughs> Let's hear that. This is Maria Christina from her new album, The Timeless in You, on The Jason Crane Show. It was raining when I arrived A sound like pebbles falling on the ground Was replacing the noise in my head And stillness fills my heart Oh, I'm glad to be back In the silence, my mind is at ease A song of comfort makes me smile I was gone I 
That is just a heartbreakingly beautiful song from Maria Cristina from her album, The Timeless in You. It's called I Remember Now. You can go to the show notes for this episode when it gets posted later today, and you'll find links to Maria's website and uh, information about how to get the album. Maria, that's just an incredible piece of writing. And am I, am I right in thinking that every sound on that song is made by you in some way? Yes, it's all made by me. And thank you so much. I'm glad you liked it. That, to me, points out that far beyond just singing words over chords, it's possible to use the human voice and the human body, really, for uh, just an incredible variety of expressions and an incredible variety of sounds. I mean, that's the sound of the rain just created by, I, I assume, your mouth. Is yeah. It's pretty incredible. Is it? Does it feel very exposed to do things like that? I mean, to to just be putting your your voice and nothing but your voice out there in that way. Uh, yes, it does. But at the same time, I feel so much um, by myself, you know, uh, and really, um, really feel like I am, I am, I'm comfortable. I'm, I, and I'm in a good space, and it's very intimate. So actually, I like that a lot. It's yeah, <laughs> it's quite a powerful experience, I think. Maria, are you getting many chances to perform the music from this record, either uh, at home in Berlin or elsewhere in the world? Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's always very difficult if you move from one place to another, especially if it's really you know from one continent to the other. So it's I do I did notice it took a while, or it's, it's still taking quite a while to build up um, old relationships and also the new ones, and so you know. I'm constantly trying to, to get gigs, of course, and to be in contact with clubs, but it's not easy, especially also because of the economic situation, which is, of course, also something that, um, that is getting worse in Europe. Um, but yes, there are places you just have to stick around and just keep doing it and asking and keep poking people. <laughs> My guest is Maria Christina. Her new album is called The Timeless in You, and uh, her website is maria Christina.com and links to that will be at the Jason Crane Show's website, craneshow.com. Maria, uh, as you know, as I've told you off air and as I've said on air, I just, I love this record. I think it's incredibly beautiful. And uh, thank, thank you, you so much, especially for having to make a phone call all the way from Berlin to Alabama. <laughs> but I thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you. It was an honor. I hope you're having a great day. Stroll about 
That's music from Maria Christina, really fine, fine singer. Go to thejazzsession.com, buy that record. You'll be glad you did, and you will listen to it again and again. Cool? Cool. Uh, also at thejazzsession.com, the Kickstarter campaign, trying to raise six grand by July 31st. If we do it, there'll be 12 new expanded episodes of the Jazz Session over the course of a year. I really hope we'll get there. We're already more than a third of the way there. Uh, please chip in, tell everybody you know, Facebook, Twitter, your newsletter, email, you know, print up flyers, whatever seems appropriate. And if enough people contribute to this thing, we'll make the goal easily and I can make new shows, which will be really exciting because I would love to do that. And if we blow past the goal and make a hundred thousand dollars instead of six, well then the jazz session will become a force to be reckoned with, you know, the world over. So let's do everything we can. And uh, we got till July 31st to do it. Okay. So next week, a new episode, the next week after that, a new episode, and then we'll know whether there'll be more 12 more. All right. Okay. Thank you for everything. Thank you to everybody who's already contributed. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Maria Christina. Anything else I need to say? I don't think so. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. 
See you online. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, you can follow me at Jason D. Crane. Also, The Jazz Session now has a Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Jazz Session. Um, there's some bonus content up there. I'm always posting interesting, I hope, things on Twitter and links to other people's cool stuff. And, of course, thejazzsession.com has 400 and now 20 episodes for you to listen to for free anytime you want. Okay, good. Bye. See you next week. Uh, come back next time for oh, – this is how I used to end it. I don't think I did this in the Keezer show. Come back next time for another conversation about jazz on the Jazz Session. Bye. Bye. Bye.